Hey, Andrew. Parallax Hey, here. man. How uh, are you doing? 13th of January. This is a pre-recorded episode. I think, I, I don't know if we will publish it today. Mm -hmm. You're good? So I promise I'm, I, I won't ask you about your se sex life to begin. We're going to talk about serious matters <laughs> today. Again, the sex life. <laughs> no, no, we're gonna we're gonna be serious this time, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And we talked about like when the disease is worse than the cure, right? That that was a thought that we had about uh, a possible theme and uh, and a recent Jordan Peterson video you mentioned. Yes, there was a video mm -hmm. he just published two three days ago, a time to live, a time um, to live, right? Yes. So yeah. with the and he urged you know that we think about going back to normal and to live again and take responsibility for the you know systems that we created you know and yeah. and you know yeah. yeah i think we've discussed in length what ivan Illich calls counterproductivity and and how our reaction to covid um is monological often and and, and creates you know counterproductivity we've talked a lot about that right right so where are you at with that where yeah well what's, the, what's the your thing, thinking you know i'm always you know in, in preparation for you know our weekly episode i'm always like looking inside and outside it's like what is resonating the most mm -hmm. you know and so what's resonating the most is i was you know i, I was watching this video from from um, peterson and then i was watching that video from thomas hammerick in regard of of Girard and his philosophy and mm -hmm. his thinking and so uh, so so the idea that you have like a, a desire and mimetic desire and and all these things and the scapegoat and and these are of course like topics that are super important right now because yeah. on one side we are we are like trying you know what what Hemmerich explains is what Girard is trying to express that we only have this desire this uh, um, you know, because we strive for perfect being and we strive to you know right, right. completely embodied and to be completely alive so the know? model right the model that we strive after right there's nothing wrong with having a model right or right. having role models or models but when that becomes metaphysical um right and he called it meta gerard calls it metaphysical desire right for perfect being yeah you know that's that's when we're sort of we're creating false gods everywhere. Yeah, I mean, like what Sloterdijk says, it's like we need this vertical tension. We need to fix star, like something we are aspiring to, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so there's nothing wrong with that. The question is, and Hammerick pointed this out so beautifully, that if you look for outer things to represent your perfect being, the more you do that, the more you get unhappy, like the perfect watch or the perfect car or the trophy wife or whatever. Uh, yeah. or perfect health for that matter you know yeah it's like you know we, we know that concept of saluto genese i don't know if, if that's an english word in german it says you're not never really healthy or sick it's like you're always somewhere in between they're all like mm. there's a spectrum and so there is no perfect health you know yeah. and, and and what peterson said you can't focus on one threat like the COVID threat and uh be oblivious of all the other threats you know, and so what is health? You know, it's like, is it something that that has to be regulated from outside or come? does it come from within? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, health becomes God again. It becomes right. another golden idol, right? 
Right. Um, it becomes a false god. Right. Um, because so what if you're if you if you have the if if you have this because yeah it, it, because if you have this so-called perfect body or so-called perfect trophy wife or so-called perfect whatever everything is subject to decay and everything is falling apart and everything's gonna not you know it's this perfection will not last right so so I think we get stuck on an image of something. And, and in a way, we're kind of we're living on, in, on the images of what the, the pre-COVID world and the, the post-COVID world. And we're, we're confused and, and about because we're, we're living on these images of a world that, you know, is changing and, does, you know, radically. Yeah. And an interesting thought that I had in, in this regard is I think the more we're striving, you know, in, in terms of Girard, the more we are striving for you know, the, the outer things, you know, like the perfect watch or the perfect health, the more we are subjected to, you know, the scapegoat mechanism, because mm -hmm. if you, if, if we, if you look at what happens in society right now, there are the, 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 uh, let's say the conservatives that try to make out of Fauci uh, a scapegoat for the whole pandemic. And then you have yeah. the mainstream uh, media that try to make out of Djokovic a scapegoat, but mm -hmm. it's the same thing. You know? Yeah. And it's very, very primordial. It's the most like well, this is the point that Gerard makes is that it's the most primordial thing is that when you when if you are close to somebody or similar to somebody, right, right. you can you, you, you create a rival mm -hmm. right. and, and you create an unconscious rivalry and you're involved in this mimetic rival cycle, right, right. Um, uh, towards towards this imagined, you know, perfection or this imagined God mm -hmm, uh, or, or whatever. Um, and it can happen. It can happen. You know, it's, this, it's again, and Peter, this Peterson talks well, speaks well about this in the Cain and Abel story, right? Um, you, uh, you know, you, you're every, we're all the same, right? We're all humans. Right. Mm -hmm. And we create these intense rivalries with the people who are closest to us. Yeah. You know, so, and you can look at that geopolitically, like the Americans, the mania of American culture is very close to the mania of Islamic culture in some yeah. ways. So they have to make a, ri a, a rivalrous uh, a relationship and go to war and create a scapegoat and, and, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. That's but, you know, you, we can see that in our own lives because we're always striving towards something and we always want something. We always have desire for something. And yeah. then we have, then there's, then there's this tendency to make an enemy, to make a rival, to make a, to, to, to make a scapegoat. Yeah. And it could be the vaxxers or the anti-vaxxers. It doesn't matter, right? Really, right. You know, it's, it's super interesting because I'm always looking like how when we're talking about spiritual issues or philosophical issues or psychological issues, like how, how it relates to, you know, what you say, the geopolitical stuff or that stuff that happens out there. So uh, Thaddeus Russell, uh, our beloved uh, American history professor, he just had a podcast with Alexander Dugan on his mm -hmm. unregistered podcast, you know, this, this most dangerous thinker of the world, you know, the, the idea giver of the far right. So is it called? And, and right, Thaddeus right. obviously is like a hardcore uh, leftist. And so yeah. it was a super interesting talk because like what Dugan said, you know, in terms of the, the relationship between America and the United States, no, uh, the United States and Russia is that from the beginning of the modernity, uh, Russian was made the other. So yeah. America could have, you know, this group, in-group think, basically, and, and create themselves as what they are, you know, mm -hmm. but only in, in regard of the other. 
Mm-hmm. And so that was the, and so in his mind, the whole idea of modernity was is, is, is a faulty concept and a, and a false development because it created some uh, rivalry that wasn't necessarily there before. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily there before, but but you know, but the rivalry is intense. I get, I think, from the beginning of history, at least from a you know from a Girardian uh, point point of yeah. view. Yeah. So um, so it's not like no, no, undoubtedly. I just wanted to give an example. You know. Well, uh, like you know, all these guys, like uh, you know, the traditionalists, you know, I think they have their like where where Dugan comes from. He comes from the traditionalist school, which is René Guénon and and Kutzwormy, and and then the more radical fascist types like like Evola, yeah, and 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 they make a scapegoat of the modern world, basically, right? So the modern world is evil, right? And then there there's this thing called tradition, which is which is you know. That's what they do. That's their scapegoat, I think. Right. And they're, yeah. they're very interesting. There's a lot of really interesting ideas in Dugan. And, we, you know, we should listen to these people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even if we disagree with them. So so it's good that Russell is is uh, is talking to them. But but I think we could put a, a you know, a Girardian lens uh, on on Dugan. And of course, yes, those of course. Guys. Mm. No, but it's interesting. It's like, you know, as we... Fauci and Djokovic it's like it's like the more you know the more we are oblivious to you know the you know the true problem that we have you know the more that we the more we need a scapegoat and that's the point I, I want to make yeah you know? and the true problem is 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 ourselves right we are the problem like the human condition is the problem Right. So we we have to be like I think the the idea of Christianity and I had this discussion with with Thomas is is that we become the scapegoat instead of projecting a scapegoat outwards. That's the Christian myth, basically. Right. Like we we imitate Christ or or whatever, right? But imitating Christ doesn't mean like copying how his behavior. It means refusing to uh, bow to the scapegoat mechanism. Um. Which is and in that, itself a sacrifice. No, and that's, that's we have to see, exactly we make the right kind of sacrifice, um, right? Uh, you know, to God, which is you know, which means ourselves, right? Rather than somebody else. This could become masochistic, of course, right? If we, we take it in the wrong way, but right. And Christian often, no, yeah, but that's the whole the thesis of my book. You know, the will to transcendence. You know, mm. it's like because you need you need that mechanism. You can't really escape that mechanism. It's still there, but it's internalized now. It's not an object that you do that mm. you you know stone some people or you know uh, uh, or flog. You mean self transcendence? You mean no, no, like self sacrifice. You know, the idea of sacrificing. Yeah, you know, it's like you don't need to sacrifice people in order to have like a good rainy season or whatever. It's like no, you, you you have internalized that, like you you like like you internalize everything in the course of um, human evolution, you know mm-hmm. everything that became was an object, and had us uh, becomes internalized, so we have it now. So that's the famous you know saying of of Robert Keegan, right? Mm-hmm. So you have an object, and then it's like in the beginning, um, there, there's a theory that in the beginning. We didn't have an internal voice, you know. When you are thinking, you have an internal voice. It's mm-hmm. like so. But in the in the beginning, we didn't have that concept, and this internal voice, this is the theory of the becameral mind, was outside, and and we identified as as the voice of God or angels or demons or whatever. Mm-hmm. And only then, only later, we internalized that voice. And then yeah. in literature, the term "I" 
appears, which is very interesting, you know? Well, I was thinking like from the non-dual point of view that it's, it becomes, it's neither external nor inter internal in, in the final. There's no interior out exterior in the final. Like the interior, picking that as an interior thing is also false. Um, Why is that? Because the individual is, is, is also a, a false false notion. It's not either out there as some totality right. or in there as some isolated, uh, you know, uh, world. Yeah, I mean that's what because because the world is because there is no inner and outer on uh, you know from the absolute point 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 of view. Right. Yes, that's true. But of course, you would scream if I take a hammer and apply it to. <laughs> To your toe you know so there's a, a a unit you know nobody else is screaming but but you so wow that's a that's a i think who was that fichte who who, who made this argument or no 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 that wasn't fichte doesn't matter but yeah, i know but what what's what's the you that's screaming i mean can you define that or or, or can you contain that or can you exactly yeah yes. anyway that's yeah. the you can go a bit you go a step further in that um in that the logic. origin of your of of the uh, you know the vit, the witness is not in your mind i yes. think the buddhist would say yeah yeah well yeah you take that you take that view right that higher view even though that you know that that that's not how you perceive reality right <laughs> right so so it is a higher view and that's not how you perceive reality and that's not how you function and that's not which you do function and I mean, you do seem, you appear to function in a hierarchy, you know, yeah. of, of some sorts, even though, even though the hierarchy, um, you, you know, the, the, the view is that the hierarchy is, is um, not real. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's like <clears throat> coming back. And then the inner and outer or an illusion and, and all that. But anyway, but cause I don't know, like, have we, what I was, what I was trying to get at is, is there, is there this developmental chain of being that's got us from this position before where we, we externalize gods and now we've become so much wiser because we internalize them? I, I'm not sure. Yeah, well, that's a standard psychology, uh, developmental psychology, you know, that you internalize the things that you perceive it outside, you know, and that is an ongoing process. And on top of this, uh, the, the, more spiritual inclined thinkers put you know the the spiritual stages on top of this mm -hmm. on top of it yeah 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 you know but but yeah but the zochin view would say that's a that's a big lie like there is no on top even though the sky appears to be up here it's uh, it's all around us it's not there's no uh, there's no there's no the, the whole emanationist ladder thing is 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 a um is is false yeah, no, yeah, view. but this is this realization can only come if you're aware that you are like working with constructs and that these construct constructs are arbitrary. You can't yeah. explain this to a 13-year-old boy without yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's so, right. and this mm -hmm. is this is what I meant with putting on top of the the scale, the the you know the normal scale of development. Yeah, you know, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, but this doesn't I mean this only helps us partially you know to solve the problem if you look at what's going on in our society and you know the the mechanisms that are so old you know so 
500, 400,000 years, we are Homo sapiens and we're still, you know, embedded in, 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 in this ancient rituals. I mean, have you seen that, the, 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 the Senate hearing of Fauci and, and Rand Paul and... No, I haven't. Or the media frenzy around Djokovic, that's, it's just crazy, you know? Mm -hmm. On both sides. On both sides, of course, yeah. Because both sides resemble each other more than they would like to think, which is what makes them so intensely rivalrous. Exactly. Um, right. And that's what that's also what makes them in need of a scapegoat. Right. To 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 deal with this rivalrous uh, tension. Right. So it's all going on unconsciously. And it, it focuses attention because like, who the fuck? I mean, he's a good tennis player, but he's not that important as a person. You know, they're like hundreds of thousands of athletes. You know, he's not. Mm -hmm. He's not that important to make like 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 have five or ten headlines every day in the German newspapers about this this whole affair. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I was I was you know I was at work uh, with my uh, colleagues and and this woman started talking, you know, very strong anti-vaxxer, and she said, "Oh, these guys, uh, these two guys, um, I know in the United States they died of COVID." Right. Um, and they refuse to be vaccined and, and they're such assholes. And and um, finally, their friend got got vaccinated after getting COVID and nearly dying. And these guys are the biggest pricks in the world. And and they're all Republican Trump supporters. And she started she was going on like this. And, and she said, well, at least there's three less Trump supporters. Oh, fuck. Really? This is what she said. And I was like, hmm, that's that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, that's you're such an asshole, right? right. <laughs> you know, um, but but that is the scape, like the scapegoat medicine. She was gleefully sort of saying, "Okay, here we go. Ha -ha, we've got some Trump. We're got three dead. Yes." <laughs> it's interesting how fast people lose their but, moral compass, but, isn't that? But, true? but what is interesting is that this was kind of normal conversation, right, around a table, and everybody was agreed on a certain axiom oh, wow. of what mm -hmm. reality was, and yet going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And um, you know, I, I did try to uh, to, to uh, <laughs> counter that, but 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 she just got into a hysterical state of, oh, you don't know what you know that's it's the science right the science says and so you know here we go science is, is is has become the ultimate authority the god and there all these guys and, and we might we have to worship it the and golden if don't, calf yeah science is the golden calf we don't worship this thing called science which doesn't even exist because there's no such thing as one science as david yeah. Gailey told us right there's sciences and sciences are in a conversation with each other right they're not a monologic of any kind yeah so so this person was under the impression that she had an actual opinion about this but actually what she was doing was just re repeating ready-made phrases that have been fed to her on her newsfeed uh, in her bubble of like-minded um ideological yeah. uh, logical uh, friends so Anyway, that's just the situation. That's just what's happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the problem, you know, it's like how the, the problem, and I listened to another podcast, I, I was thinking about what the name was, but I forgot it. But, you know, a guy was saying the problem with Fauci in that regard is that he acts like a health ad advocate 
where he should at as an as a scientist because science is a pro process and yeah. you know every scientist should be you know the more you ask a scientist about certain things uh, the more unsure he gets because science is always like transforming and it's like progressing mm -hmm. and you get new insights but a health advocate he tries to be as precise and clear and strict as possible so but fauci is like a scientist and but he acts like a health advocate and that's this creates at least in the united states this weird perception of you know this this cognitive dissonance of what science is and what science should do mm -hmm. uh, and 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 well science is a golden calf science is a word you say that just means that you have authority it's, right. it's, it's a fallacy of authority or something like that as right. well Eric Weinstein had an amazing point, actually, that I was, did you listen to Eric Weinstein? Uh, uh, there's a video with him on, on Rebel Wisdom. And he was saying that uh, we're, we're talking to people like children, right? About right. The, in terms of the vaccine. Basically, the vaccines aren't safe. We don't know if they're safe, right? We have no fucking idea. So what we're doing really by giving people vaccines is we're conscripting them. Like you would conscript somebody to war. Right. Right. And he's saying so. So 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 we, we are agreeing to be conscripted uh, in a war. And that that's the truth. Right. Right. It's not that all oh, these uh, these vaccines are safe. I mean, how do we know that they're safe? We don't know. That's the fact. Right. We don't we don't know because the science well, is like five minutes old. Maybe there's some good arguments for it. But but uh, but 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 we are conscripting ourselves and our children to go to war against this invisible force called COVID. Right. And that's what we're doing. And this is not an anti-vax or a pro-vax argument. It's just, it's just saying that, that, that it's, it's false to say that vaccines are safe. It's, it's, yeah, well, not, let it's me, let bullshit. Me counter, I mean, let, let me counter that with, you know, his brother's uh, argument, because, you know, I grew up in a doctor. My father was a doctor. Right. Yeah. And so uh, I never had problems with, uh, the medicine in itself or the vaccine you know what what my problem my problems is philosophical in nature it's like how media is acting how people are acting yeah. how how poli uh, 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 politicians are acting and so what weinstein says you know the, the amazing thing about you know about a system like medicine is that there's an inbuilt wisdom there because it's such oh. an old old system you know and and mm. and it's like the, the majority of people who work in that system uh, you know, uh, are good people and reasonable and smart people. And so, Absolutely. so we don't, the chance that the vaccine in itself uh, will be, uh, you know, problematic in the future is so small regarding to the benefits it creates right now. Well, so, maybe, yeah, I mean, that might be true. And that's a good argument and, and sure, but it's still a maybe it's not an absolute. And, 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 and there are, there are people that are, they're, they're making arguments that, that, it, that it's dangerous. I just don't think we can rely on the fact that, that it's, that it's safe since it's such a new. No, but that, then, then it's, a, it's a, then it's a problem of policies because you could. It is. Say, I think it's a problem of how you talk to people. Exactly. Say, don't worry, be happy. Just take this thing and you'll be fine. Right. It's okay. But, but the, of course, if, if you talk to somebody like that, if you talk to adults, like their children that then, you know, they're, they're right. going to react against that and uh, and say, you know, 
Fuck you. Also, also, we should we should note that the vaccine industry is a trillion dollar industry. Right. They're making trillions of dollars here yeah. <laughs> for good or bad. Well, that that's no argument against the if if they're ineffective or, or effective. Right. But 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 it, it is something that you could be skeptical about. Um, no, it's just like I don't know. His, his point is saying, no, no, it, there might not be as as safe as everybody's telling us, at least we should consider that as a possibility. Right. Uh, that they might not be so safe, you know, and I've taken three so far. Right. And I've taken my third dose um, because if I don't take my third dose, I can't take my fucking uh, daughter to the movies. Right. How much choice do I, and, and, and do I have there? And, and, and if I, if she doesn't take her first, do- her next dose, she can't go to school. Right. Uh, so, so I I feel we're being conscripted in something, and and we're being lied to at the same time, right? By, by by people saying that 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 oh don't worry about it it's okay and all those anti-vaxxers are just a bunch of liars and fanatics and conspiratorial uh, figures, whereas whereas there is a, there is a discussion to to be had, right? And uh, there is a, there's there's a lot of discomfort. I have a lot of discomfort about the fact that I'm about to be about to, to vaccine uh, my my daughter, even if it is perfectly safe, because I don't know, and and I don't know what all the facts are, and nobody else does either. And maybe just a few people are in the know, but most of us don't really know, do we? I mean, now what we certainly do know is that um, that there was a German study that said like children be between five and 17, you know, there, uh, in Germany, there were literally zero children, you know, that died of COVID that were healthy, you know, that don't didn't have like comorbidities or something. So it doesn't really make sense to vaccinate them. You know, it's like, okay, if you, if, if they want to go to school or university, it's like, okay, let, you, you can talk about, so, vac- so, you have so a we're vaccinating the them. Yeah. So, so we're vaccinating these kids to save ourselves because we're, you know, the people in power are older and more vulnerable to COVID. Uh huh. And, and so, so basically, these kids are 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 are, are being are, are playing a part in a biological experiment, um, not for their benefit, but 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 for the benefit of, of the older people, right? They're they're guinea pigs. That's a very cynical perspective. I know where you're getting at. I'm I'm not completely agreeing with this. You know. Well, I'm I, I I'm not even certain that I agree with it, but I at least want that to be one of the one of the potential. Um, uh, I at least want want that to be an argument that's out there, which will probably get us, you know, canceled on YouTube. But I think, yeah, I mean, like my my understanding is that there are like mechanisms, like you know, we talked about, you know, all the ratiopathy, you know, all yeah. these different things that lead people to what they think are best decisions for all of us but they're not it's not a conspiracy you know they're not guinea oh pigs no in the sense i didn't say it was a conspiracy historically used people as guinea pigs no 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 because no, like it's not 200 that. years ago uh, guinea pigs were a very specific term to use you know you know to i don't know to send people down mines and shafts and you know it's like sure so, um, so, but but the guinea pig mechanism is is unconscious. So we're not consciously treating. You know, we might be in in very good faith. 
and and we might you know we might really believe that what we're doing is true even if we're you know throwing our children into moloch beast yeah you know we we still might have good intentions you know we still might be not bad but you know maybe that's what we're doing would, would that you know, make if they end up being sterile, sterile in 20, to, to... they end up being sterile in 20 years. Oh, maybe that's a conspiracy theory. I don't know. Maybe it is. But 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 uh... no, I mean, it's like, like, let's let's go back. Let's go back to Girard. And what he says is that, you know, that mechanism scapegoat and mimetic design, all this is a, cult, a cultural mechanism. That's a mechanism from which culture emerges and differentiates. Yep. And so so but there's a layer deeper than that. And that's the pure biological evolutionary level and mm -hmm. from this perspective there's no incentive that we have to sacrifice our children so there's an impetus not to do those things and that would be my argument that mm -hmm. we don't use i don't i i don't know it's like it, it seems strange to me that we're doing this you know it seems so ill-advised so we're they were vaccinating kids yeah but didn't you say that you, you you would argue that it's 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 not an imperative? I don't. I, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to understand your argument here. I'm trying to understand my argument myself because it's like because it's a it's 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 an unfinished thought. You know, I think it's wrong. You know, I I don't think there's an evolutionary purpose to do this. I don't know why we're doing this. Maybe we're doing. I think this. we're doing it because of ideology. And, and and the ideology is is that this saves lives, but we don't know if that's true. We think we know it's true because it's an ideology, right? But we don't know if it's actually true. No, the I mean that's where we this is why I mean the, like the, the don't the know thing is, is, really... is better is, is worse than the disease. You know, yeah, the, 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 the cure becomes is... many times worse right. than the, the, the disease because, especially when the cure is 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 mixed with with some kind of ideological certainty about what yeah. reality is, and yeah. Again, why? No, but again, sure. But the I, I tried to formulate the the thought that I have. Why? But I'm not like being on. I'm not giving an opinion here, right? This is what I'm saying. It's like uh, if you if you if you're in the don't know camp, you know, almost that that would make you one of the, you know, bad people, right? Because you're supposed to have an opinion. You're supposed to know um, what's going on, and you're supposed to act accordingly. Otherwise, you're a bad person, right? That would be. But, no uh, but I'm, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Do you? I mean. I, no, that's why I'm struggling. But the point yeah. is, there would be no incentive uh, to make guinea uh, kids to guinea guinea pigs, you know, evolutionary wise, or even culturally, that wouldn't make no sense at all. Why would we do that? Well, yeah, why would we do that? Because why, you does, can't... The, why does the golden Moloch or God, you know, eat, eat its own children? Why does Kronos eat its own children? If this is really true, let's say <laughs> it is true. You know, mm -hmm. let's like a thought experiment. Well, I'm not saying it is true, first no, of no, all. No, 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 right? no. But, but let's but, make but, a but, I, but, I, but I'm saying that we're vaccinating all these kids. You know, we're, we're sticking a needle in all these kids because we think it's the right no, thing I to do. I think we're on an interesting path here. So let's yeah. assume out of a thought experiment that we're 
that we're doing experiments on kids, that it's like a mechan like a Girardian mechanism, you know, that we're experimenting on kids for the sake of, you know, okay. So we're not experimenting on, on kids. I don't think that's quite right. It's, it's that we're, we're, well, you said we're, guinea pigs. There's yeah. not much of a difference. Well, well, I think that that's unconscious. So when you say you're experimenting on kids, it's like, it's, it's a bit like, uh, you know, it's, it's not like, um, like they did in Romania with kids where they, they put the isolated them and um, <laughs> okay it's not exactly that it's not it's not, it's not there's not that ill intent behind it I, I don't want to suggest that I, I want to suggest that it's that it's almost like um, we th we think it's the right thing to do um, like a lot of people think it's the right thing to do so again that but, was yeah sure no I get that I but I was trying to construct a thought experiment okay go 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 ahead so so thought experiment so okay so you unconsciously from some archaic mechanisms you know we experiment or no experiment is not the right word we uh out of that those motives we uh enforce regulatory rules on children let's take you know, they have to take the vaccines we don't know what it does to them you know they're like we have, I mean, all, all the stuff that is encompassed by it, like lockdowns and mm -hmm. mask wearing and, you know, the, the problems that go along with it, you know, the, the ways that they can't interact and learn social skills and whatnot. So, what, so we're harming them, basically. Yeah. So what is the why? We're harming could, them for their own good. Why do we do this? What could why are be, we doing this? Why, what could be the motive behind uh, that? Yeah. So, is there is there historical data or uh, or are there circumstances that you know resemble these harmful actions? You know, did that happen before? Does something come to mind? I don't know. It's like I'm just. Well, what I was thinking about is that well, I, I was getting all these biblical images in my head about sacrificing children and stuff, but you know, very old images of that. But all that you know, you, you put the. But anyway, but I again, I, I don't think it's. The I mean, same it's thing like the old. It's, it's Old Testament stuff. It's Abraham, Old Testament stuff. It's yeah. Abraham taking his son to the to the to the mountain and says, "Okay, God, tell me, I I have to kill you now." Yes, that's, that's there what, we go. That's that's what we're talking about. That's now. what we're doing. Hmm. We're trusting in God, science, scientism, right. not science, but scientism. Right. God I mean, says, if, take, take, take him and put him on a table and, 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 and stick a vaccine in, in, in him. And so we got to do that, right? Because we have faith in, 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 in Okay, so in, 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 the, in context of this thought, thought experiment, if that would be true, that we are harming children intentionally. Because we're doing it for the good. We're doing then, it for the, um, the, yeah, the greater then, then good. It's, then it's an Abrahamic mythos, you know? Then it's yeah. like, or not. Does it make sense? I don't know. Maybe it is. That's a great. I think that's a good hypothesis and perhaps a good way to think about it. And that's the reason it's a good way to think about it is because it's a deep old story that's mythological that we haven't really figured out yet. As you say, like that's what these stories are. They're stories that that that, that have no end to to their their you know uh, um, their mean their potential meanings. Right. So 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 we start there because because we have no other answers right okay so we have like we have a we have a meme right that's a meme 
you know, mm -hmm. an information unit, like a story, like a like an archetypal in, image or a scenery. Yeah. So so where does it come from? Why why would Abraham do that? Why would he sacrifice? What what what's the background for the story? He, he, because he thought it was the right thing to do. Uh, and because God told him to do it, and and because he was faithful to God, so so because and because he was faithful to God, God was testing him. Right. Uh huh. And 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 the story is that you know he he did the right thing by by actually uh, taking the, um see because it's an ambiguous story, right? Right. He he did the right thing thing, but we don't from a feeling point of view, it doesn't seem like he did the right thing. It seemed like he was blindly obedient um, um, to to a tyrannical force. I mean, from a modern perspective, that's what it seems like. But in the story, even though the story is supposed to be telling him he had faith, right? He had he had faith to do the most difficult thing that he could and give up the most difficult thing. What did he gain um, after that? For the highest principle, did he gain something in the story? I don't remember. What's the, what's the story going like? Like. Did he did he receive something from God after doing the sacrifice right or like intending to do the sacrifice right? Well, he was yeah. I think he passed the test, right? So that he was became, What he a became, test! He that, became, that was the reward. And God stopped him. So <laughs> there's there's a bunch of ways of, of interpret, interpreting that. You could interpret that in a Girardian sense. This is the beginning of the end of of, of the sacrificial um, lie, right? So because in early in early history, there was a lot of child sacrifice, for one thing, because people, you know, were hungry, and they didn't have food, and they couldn't support the child. So maybe they'd have to sacrifice the child or, or for religious reasons, or, 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 you know, um, that Gerard's argument is that sacrifice was everywhere in the ancient world. Um, and so that so that and that the biblical stories uh, brought a realism into that, because in the mythological stories, um, the, in the mythological stories, uh, the the the, uh, the hero is always sacrificing for the good, you know, and the person being sacrificed becomes a god. Whereas right. this is this is a reverse story, right? It's like it's like we're starting to understand the lie of the scapegoat myth because we can feel the realism of you know that of of him putting mm -hmm. putting the putting his his firstborn beloved son on the table and having to you know sacrifice him which would be the worst possible thing you know you could you could do uh, anybody could could possibly do so he he so he's he so there's there's a double meaning and, and multiple meanings around this story i think it's really amazing but, but, but it, when when you were talking about COVID, i have a very strong image of that yes it's like these kids on the operating table being jabbed um in, yeah, but in, I, in a way, I'm in the situation to, to do that, right? I'm in Abraham's situation. I have to take my kid to the doctor. I have to take an, my you, kid, you and have I have an to. Abrahamic I have to submit to sure. that. I have to submit to that authority, um, which is like God, because I I don't I don't fully know why I'm doing it. Um, I would call you ape now. From now, yeah, on. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I mean, we're all in that. We're, the, these stories are all about us, so that, that's why they're so amazing. And it doesn't have any, you know, we can't. It doesn't have this any kind of saccharine, good or evil um, conclusion that you can draw from that. Okay, let me just jump in here because 
What didn't he didn't Abraham, I'm asking you, didn't he do the right thing? Because his faith in the higher and the God was uh, bigger than the love for the profane, let's say the earthy. Yes. So that's that's so, the story. And so but. and so no, no, I'm not done. And so if by that measure, wouldn't you know the wouldn't the vaccination of children nowadays, wouldn't that be the right thing to do then, according to the story? Yes, unless the God was a false God. No, God is a God. Even a false God is a God. Yeah, but, 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 um, but in a monotheistic religion, there's just one God, right? There's not, you, you don't just listen to whatever God, all these other gods say. You have to listen to the, what the, what, the right God says. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, but we now we, we already we know that science and and medicine is the new God and yes. the healthy body. So, yeah. So what about yes? I think your question is good because it's like yeah, but there, I don't think there's an answer <gasps> to it. I think it's I more have like something, a Andrew, because I I was listening to this John Lennon song, and you know what he says about in the song God. You know, he says God is a concept. Let me I tell wish I you. measure my pain. Yeah. yeah. And so that is exactly what's happening. God is a concept by which I measure my pain. Hmm. Yeah. You know, that's like the, the original meme plex of why, you know, he, he, he put a finger on it already because pain measurement is that's medicine. It might, might be psychological or medicinal. Mm -hmm. You don't know, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. As a, as a metaphor, you know, why, why, of course it's a God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not a false God. It's our highest priority. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> But, But then again, it's still an ambiguous thing. Like, I think Carl Jung is very good at pointing out that that um, that God is neither good nor evil, right? Yeah. God can be a, a, a tyrant, you know, uh, and God can be God can be benevolent as well. And and um, and so so maybe this God is being a tyrant. Maybe this God is unconscious. What I like about that um, kind of heretical theology. Yeah, the Carl Jung points is it's saying that okay, it's it's up to it's up to us. It's not up to God. Um, right. It's up to us to say no to the schizophrenic God, to say no to the dark God, or if if he's demanding um, the wrong kind of sacrifice. No, com I completely agree because that's the second part of John Lennon's song. I don't believe in Jesus. You know. Yeah. I don't yeah. believe in Buddha. I just <laughs> yeah, yeah. believe in me. Didum. You know, you know, you remember that song? Yeah, yeah, I, I remember the song. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Yeah. He was a fucking genius, man. Sure. <laughs> that okay. was his only good album, though. The rest of the rest of it. <laughs> the rest of it's not. There's a few good songs, but. Right. That was a good album because it came right early from a, from a primordial place. I think that. Album. Yeah. Working class hero and all that. It's very pure, that album or something. Okay, so I mean, like Andrew, Andrew, do we have to have to let that play out, or like you know that 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 Abrahamic scenery? 
It's like, can we interrupt that? Or just, you know, are we so subjected from those things that we have to, you know, be aware of what it is within us and try to behave authentically as we can. So we have authentically and moral as we can and just wait till the, the storm passes, you know? Or is there, is there something like some secret dark sex magic ritual by which we can um <laughs> by can by, by which we, we can, can escape the whole the whole process no yeah no we hijack the whole process you hijack know? the whole process of that collective yeah. archetype hmm. yeah wasn't wasn't that alistair crowley who who went through the liberty statue and did a ritual so america would enter the second world war something like that some, is that what he did yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Sorry, I have the feeling I completely derailed your. Uh, no, 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 I, no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm just. No, no. I mean, I'm just. I can't get that image out of my head, of, of that. And I think that's very powerful. I think we came to something here very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I originally wanted to talk about actually. I was thinking about the the Exodus, um, and uh, listening to, um, uh, uh, not Eric, but the other one. Brett. Uh, the wines. Brett was talking to uh, Jordan Peterson. They were talking together about how there are different types uh, of of hero mythologies. Brett had this point, and and some hero mythology. So so this is how we get to the next stage. So maybe this is actually an answer to that question, because we're in we're in a paradigm, right, and and we're sort of stuck in that paradigm. And then the hero comes to take us to the next paradigm, right? Um, and but there's there's different stages of getting to the next paradigm because first you have to go down the mountain. So there's somebody who can take you down the mountain. I don't know who that is, the Antichrist or something, whatever. And then there's somebody who can take you across the desert, right? We're right now we're in the between place. So, but so that's a standard monomyth you're talking about. Yeah, but but what was interesting about this is it's not just one hero that's going to take you all the way from from here to there. It's it's that it's that there's there's different different stages of the heroic myth. And so so there's so Moses, for example, uh, um, never made it to the promised land. So he's the hero of the desert, and that's oh, because wow. oh, and that's because that's because his niche was the desert. That's because his function was the desert. Right. Whereas, and he wasn't David, very good with it. Wasn't that that he uh, needed like forty-two years for a route that normally takes like ten days or something? Yeah, he was he was slow. He wasn't very bright, Moses. He could, he had a hard time talking. He was he was kind of dumb. Mm. Uh, God liked him. Yeah. But 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 the, maybe that's he was the point a they were making is that is it, it's very yeah. biological. We have to move to a different niche or a different a right. different world, because because the whatever's going on here is 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 not is not working, and so you need an exodus um, to move from this world to that world, and you need a hero to take the people to take the the chosen few down the mountain for, and, and and then okay ah we've we're out of it right we think oh we're out of this problem we've we've solved the problem but yeah. actually now we're in the desert right <laughs> you that's know? interesting and then then that's, we need that's a fantastic kind of now hero. we're in the desert so so uh so we need another kind of hero uh to take us across the desert but he can't make it all the way right 
um, to the desert. And then we need another hero who's going to be the guy who's going to, you know, be able to, to sit on the throne in the city of God or, or, or whatever. Right? Yeah. So I, I was thinking of Freud and Jung and Freud kind of takes you into the middle of the desert. Jung yeah. goes a bit, get a bit further probably. Well, that's a nice metaphor. Yeah, that's great. Mm. Um, so like where are we in, in your estimation? Where oh, are we're we in the now? fucking desert. Yeah. So we're in the desert of, of what? Well, if we've left the old paradigm, like if we don't identify with it anymore fully, like we, we think you know, we can see the bullshit of it, right? It's become transparent to us. And, and we know that it's just, a, it's like Egypt. It's just a bunch of dead relics. And it's an old world. It has its power, kind of. But, 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 but if if we can see through that to a certain extent, then we're probably in the desert because we we haven't got to the to the next. Okay, so let me yet. ask one thing. So, because it's like we never. The problem is that that as humans we are like confined to a very short time span of what we can think about and what mm -hmm. we can see. And so, yeah. what might seem as a might in reality be B or something. So what mm -hmm. if, you That's know, true. COVID is, is not the uh, cause, but a result of the fact that we are in the desert, the desert of the real. It's like the plague of locusts or something. Or, so, or, and so and I, I don't know need, if I'm mixing biblical metaphors. Yeah, or, that, we, that we need mm -hmm. that crisis in order to go to, go to you know, a more you know integral or or holistic. of course we do yeah so and and where we care yeah. about environment and stuff like that and so we need so it's not it's not a, a singular event this pandemic but it's embedded it's a problem of the real because it's a real it's, it's not a, because COVID is not a metaphysical problem it's a real problem you know and so why yeah. does it happen now it's like it, it happens in the desert of the real you know mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. how do we deal mm -hmm. with this and and maybe we need this to go to a different place yeah i mean um does it make sense i don't know if that makes sense. yeah i think it, i think i think i think i think that's kind of the it's it's not exactly optimism but it's but it's something like optimism because mm. um, i think i think that that it is it's a fact it's here we can look back and say what it what it means so so there's the facticity of of it right here right now uh, and, and and our own certain uh, circumstances and situations mm -hmm. and then and then there is and then there's where it's taking us and where, where you know um and and so on one hand there you, you know again i'm full of biblical metaphors here on the on one hand there's a lot of people drowning in the flood and, and then uh, uh, you know and there's other people who are building arcs Right, constructing arcs. Right, to to mix my biblical uh, metaphors, stories. You got it, Abe. You got it. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're in the desert. We're building an ark. Yes. We're we we're, we're we're stricken by plagues of locusts, and um, and we don't know what the fuck to do. But somebody told us there was a promised land somewhere. Yes. No, nobody told us. Well, yeah, because the promised land is not somewhere in the future or somewhere in the past. It's in the eternal present. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
And yeah, to, to, to close that circle in the perfect being, no? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think that was a lot, Andrew. Let's let's. Oh, yeah, that. that was a lot. <laughs> we have to digest that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>